afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, glad you could join us today. Norway expressing increased concern over the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine produced by Pfizer and BioNTech on senior citizens with serious underlying health conditions. This after 29 elderly people who were inoculated died. The Pfizer vaccine is the only one available in Norway and all the deaths are linked to it. The Norwegian Institute of Public Health has updated its COVID-19 vaccination guide with more detailed advice on vaccinating the elderly who are frail. Australia, which has ordered 10 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, now seeking additional information on the Norway cases from the pharmaceutical giant. The benefits of getting vaccinated against COVID-19 far outweigh the risks it poses. That's according to Dr. Edsel Salvania from the Philippine Health Department's Technical Advisory Group. Salvania says COVID-19 remains a threat and it is important to prevent as many deaths as possible. He also urges government to step up its information campaign in order to address vaccine hesitancy among Filipinos. I think we should lead by example in that sense that these vaccines are safe and effective and also make sure that the process of approval and procurement is transparent so that people don't think that there's other considerations other than effectiveness, other than the science, and that uh, you know our leaders are willing to take these vaccines without hesitancy. Philippine vaccine chief Carlito Galvez Jr. accuses a Thailand newspaper of citing incorrect figures on the price of China's Sinovac vaccine. The Bangkok Post reported that one dose of China's Sinovac vaccine costs only $5 per dose. Galvez says the commercial price of Sinovac is at $23.7 a dose, or roughly 1,150 pesos. This comes after Senator Panfilo Lakson's allegation that stark differences in Sinovac prices indicate corruption. Galvez also said Sinovac prices in the Philippines do not cost $38 or more than 1,800 pesos as previously reported. While he denied to cite Manila's negotiation price with Sinovac, he says it comes close to that of India and Indonesia, which is at around $13 or 650 pesos each dose. He adds he cannot just disclose negotiation prices at the Senate because of a confidentiality agreement. Hindi po namin kasi pwedeng i-reveal yung prices kasi yun po ang kabilang bilinan ng ambassador lang kasi magtatampo po yung ibang countries sa kanila at saka masisira po ang pangalan ng China sa ibang countries. Kapag nagsalita po ako ng price doon, all of our manufacturers na kinakausap, they will withdraw. The prices and volume of COVID-19 vaccines arriving in the Philippines will be disclosed to the public once the negotiations are over. That assurance coming from the country's testing chief, Vince Dizon, amid confusion over the prices of the vaccines. Dizon says government is in talks with seven vaccine manufacturers. He adds the national government will work hand-in-hand -hand with local government units and the private sector for the country's vaccine rollout. We made a very, very clear policy to involve everyone as part of the president's whole of nation approach. Mm -hmm. And we will be doing the same thing uh, for the vaccine rollout. That's why we're very, very uh, happy um, 
about the commitment of our local government units. You showed us several of them uh, before uh, before we started this interview, and we are also very very. Sorry. Thankful to the private sector that they have committed to support this effort, not only to procure vaccines, but also to help in, uh, in the rollout, especially with the uh, employees uh, of the various private sector companies. China intends to donate some 500,000 COVID-19 vaccines or vaccine doses to the Philippines. This was confirmed by Chinese Minister make that foreign minister Wang Yi. He says this is part of Chinese President Xi Jinping's commitment to President Rodrigo Duterte. No brand, however, has been specified. And the Department of Foreign Affairs says it will be up to the donor to source the said vaccines. Meanwhile, Senator, while Senator Francis Pangilinan lauds China's donation, he says this should not put pressure on Philippine health authorities to approve the use of Chinese vaccines. Security airtight in the U.S. Capitol as authorities brace for a repeat of violent riots ahead of the inauguration of U.S. President-elect Joe Biden. Our North America Bureau Chief T.J. Manotok now joins us live from San Francisco with the latest. T.J., good afternoon from Manila. Good afternoon, Casey, and good evening to everybody there in the Philippines. Or good afternoon to you there. Good evening from San Francisco. Well, Washington, D.C. now is on high alert as it sets up its green zone perimeter with the Secret Service now taking charge of limited access to the heart of downtown Washington, D.C. 13 metro stations now closed, and the main train service coming into D.C. has been halted for now. Numerous checkpoints and road closures now surrounding the capital, with the 25,000-strong National Guard troops on the ground, a stronger show of military force than the deployment to Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria combined. The troops spread out across D.C. have been given three explicit orders to watch out for potential threats, look for explosives, and to protect the capital. Domestic extremists continue to pose the biggest threat so far. Three arrests have been made so far this weekend in separate incidents, two men carrying guns and ammunition. The federal authorities have warned the groups planning any criminal activities are now likely to use old-school CB radio equipment to communicate amongst themselves with a tightened monitoring of social media. The latest news just today, this evening, the Associated Press reports defense officials fear of an inside attack at the inauguration. They will have National Guard troops highly vetted. This after a handful of active and former law enforcement and military were found to have taken a part in the January 6th siege on the Capitol. Now, Biden's inauguration team is ready for any last-minute changes, but they still insist on having Biden be seen by the public, take his oath on the same steps of the Capitol building where the riots inspired by Trump attacked that building. They want it to send a strong message, strong visual message of resilience that this is democracy. Now, protests across 50 state capitals were expected starting today. Law enforcement and the National Guard were all there in all those 50 state capitals. They were on high alert as well, but so far, there were no major reports, only a handful of them in other areas like in Michigan and in Ohio. Biden's team has announced a flurry of executive actions that he will be rolling out on day one, just hours after his inauguration, and he will be reversing a lot of Trump executive actions right off the bat, like rejoining the Paris Climate Change Accord, reversing that Muslim uh, country-based travel ban, extending pandemic-related limits on evictions and student loan payments, as well as issuing that mask mandate for all federal property and uh, interstate travel. You'll also order agencies to figure out how to reunite children separated border from, with their families when they were crossing the border illegally during the Trump administration. Now, interestingly, as we wind down the last few days, Carmina, of the Trump administration, 
An NBC poll shows only 43% of Americans approve of Trump, 55% disapprove of Trump's job, 52% say that he is solely or mainly responsible for the Capitol riot, but still 47% say he's either only somewhat responsible or not at all. But the most daring number, Carmina, among Republicans, 74% still say that Biden did not win the election legitimately. Now, Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff has said Trump should not be trusted to receive intel briefings when he's out of office, as is usual for um, ex-presidents. And Trump, meanwhile, he wants a big bang going off. He wants a big send-off. Apparently, on the morning of January 20, he wants a 21-gun salute, military flyover, and, a, and a, even a marching military band. So he's not done with this uh, show as he leaves the White House. It could be the, the very last moment of having a reality show on the White House lawn for Donald Trump as he goes off to Florida. Amina? Well, you really don't know what to call him these days. Is he a bully or a baby? All right, the results that you just reported on, um, granted, it's just an NBC survey. But here's the question. How will those affect, those numbers, affect a possible prosecution of Trump? Because, CJ, even with the inauguration, observers are saying America is still on shaky ground precisely because of the divide that you just mentioned. Yeah. Well, two things. I mean, prosecution of in the Senate or in the courts. In the Senate, it's obviously very political because the GOP senators, the Republicans, are weighing things with regards to surveys like that, seeing how loved he still is, how much they believe him, and whether or not they feel it ethically in their heart that it's right or wrong. They're going to play the balance. They're going to play the cards in terms of seeing what would be the best thing for their political careers moving forward, best for the party, and, un and, and, and unfortunately, probably, last in the priority list would be best for the country. Now, uh, Senators uh, Mitt Romney, Senator Lisa Murkowski, uh, Ben Sass of Nebraska, Patrick Toomey of Pennsylvania, and Susan Collins of Maine have all indicated that they are open to convicting Trump uh, in the Senate, but they haven't said it explicitly. But if it's in the courts, Carmina, it has to be based on the merits of the case. It's not just going to be based on political, you know, you know, uh, lineations like in the Senate. Mm. Um, there have been legal experts who have weighed in and said that reckless speech could not just be the only basis of uh, what could uh, convict him because he is protected by the First Amendment freedom of speech. I mean, he did not explicitly say, go there and attack them and, and kill them and, and you know, uh, gang them up and, and tie them down. He may even have an out by saying this particular line. He said that you make your voices heard, march to the Capitol building peacefully and patriotically. So that was in his speech. And that's a soundbite. You're not hearing over and over again in mainstream media. What they're repeating over and over again are the words he keeps saying of go there, show your strength. You cannot be weak. But this will be, uh, you know, a, a debate of words and a choice of words. And we don't know how this will be played out in the courts. Carmina. All right. Our North America Bureau Chief there, TJ Manotok, joining us from San Francisco. Thanks, TJ. Keep safe. Back here in the newsroom, the death toll and the quake that struck Indonesia's West Sulawesi province continues to rise as rescuers race to find anyone still alive under the rubble. Indonesia's search and rescue agency confirms 78 have died, more than 740 people were injured, and nearly 28,000 have left homeless. That's after the 6.2 magnitude quake which struck Friday. This is the latest in a string of disasters to hit the Southeast Asian country just two weeks into the new year. Floods in South Kalimantan and North Sulawesi killed at least 20, while landslides in West Java province left at least 32 dead. 
On January 8, a passenger jet crashed into the Java Sea, killing all 62 people on board. The retention comes despite the call of farmers group Samahang Industria ng Agricultura, or SINAG, to revert the tariffs back to 40 percent. SINAG said keeping the per make that the 5 percent tariff will hurt the local livestock industry. In sports, the New York Knicks are back on the winning track after drubbing the Boston Celtics 105-75. to The Knicks led by 13 at the half, then blew the game wide open by outscoring the Celtics 27-15 in the third quarter. Julius Randle led the New York Knicks with 20 points and 12 rebounds as it snapped a five-game losing skid. Boston got its starting point guard Kemba Walker back from injury, but the Celtics continue to miss all-star forward Jason Tatum, who is still recovering from COVID-19. Over in Dallas, superstar Luka Doncic hit a new career milestone but couldn't prevent the Mavericks from falling to the Chicago Bulls. Doncic passed the legendary Michael Jordan on the career list with his 29th triple-double. The Slovenian finished with 36 points, 16 rebounds, and 15 assists. But the Bulls, led by Laurie McConnell's 29 points, were in full control of the game from the second quarter as they took home a one 117 to 101 road victory. As the rest of the world struggled to fight the pandemic, Oscar-winning actress Anne Hathaway managed to pull off a movie about love in the time of coronavirus. The new film, Lockdown, tells the story of a couple on the verge of breaking up until the pandemic forced them to be stuck at home in London together. The frustration leads them to plan a heist. Lockdown debuted on HBO Max last Thursday and can be streamed locally through HBO Go. Production for the the movie started last autumn in Britain, just before the country imposed a nationwide lockdown. Well, this friendly delivery man has found a way to make work a little bit more interesting. Driver Jason Hardesty pets the dogs whose owners are about to receive a parcel and then posts the pictures on the pups on Instagram. His account has garnered nearly 100,000 followers with each picture attracting thousands of likes. Hardesty says he wants to spread positive vibes, especially during these trying times. He adds taking pictures with the dogs is not the only thing that makes his work fun, but interacting with customers as well. So cute. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast to on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it to your ANC.